1: Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles Next Generation. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper to the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable, New England's own Van Hell Think. And with me, fresh back, no, not fresh back. Back, I don't know, that's all I can say Back from her escapade to Oneida, New York The blonde bombshell herself Miss Cemetery Tripping And <laughs> Kerrigan
2: Hi, how are you?
1: What do you think? Well, still I trying think to. are st- exhausted <laughs> Still trying to straighten all this mess out
2: I'm sure, I'm sure
1: You take a few knows days off
2: I wore you out in New York
1: <laughs> was it the bell? Was it the bell? <laughs> it was not the bell. Not the bell. <laughs> we'll, we'll let that one go. <laughs>
2: no, I dragged Ron and, and our lovely host, Brian and Jerry, from the Collinwood uh, to this really big, excruciatingly hot cemetery.
1: <laughs> we had a That's trip. a good way of putting it. Yes.
2: Excruciatingly hot, I think, was accurate.
1: Yeah, very accurate, if you ask me.
2: <laughs> but it was so worth it.
1: Yes, it was. Wasn't it? I think it was. If you say so. You almost killed <laughs> me, but I suppose it was worth it. <laughs> it was. Of course it was. And uh, I I actually posted some pictures, random shots, on uh, my webpage. I posted a lot of crap on my webpage, actually.
2: Yes, you today. did. You were going crazy today. That's actually why I was so late, tearing into the, uh into the chat room, because I was looking at your random pictures.
1: Oh, and they were random. <laughs> and then
2: the phone rang, and I'm like, oh!
1: <laughs> I was showing my wife the random pictures. <laughs> uh, oh, really? And then the phone rang. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess now. <laughs> She but anyways, phone, I mean, we're maybe. going to talk about this a little bit later in the show, yes. but I believe we have our guest on the line, so Ooh, right. uh, why don't we bring her on? Her name is okay. Teresa Lally, and she is a fantastic woman and a pretty good-looking babe, too, is what I can Ooh. tell from her pictures. Yeah. So anyways, let's bring on uh, Teresa Lally.
3: Hello, Ron. How are you?
1: Good. How are you? I'm
3: very well, thank you. Hi, Teresa. Hi. How
2: are you? I'm wonderful. You got the Van Helsing Seal of Approval. Well,
3: that's pretty special, huh?
1: (laughs) (laughs) And and, uh, Teresa, right off the bat, why don't you give us your website?
3: My website is www.teresa, spelled T E R E S A, hyphen, L A L L Y, dot com. Ah, that's an easy one.
1: And and yeah. we'll and we'll post that on our uh, whatever page we have. And what is that?
2: We're on Ghost Chronicles Dash Next Generation on Facebook, and I am going to post that right
1: now. There you <laughs> go. Ooh. So uh, you are coming up to our area, actually. I believe on June fifth, you will be at Circles of Wisdom in uh, Andover, uh, Massachusetts. And what will you be doing there?
3: What I will be doing there is uh, from 6.30 to 7, we're going to be having a book signing. I have a book that just came out. It's titled Table Tipping for Beginners, a Time-Honored Way to Talk to Spirits. So we're going to do a book signing, and then at 7 o'clock, 7 to 9, we're actually having a workshop where people can participate in a table tipping.
1: Oh, that sounds cool. Nice. And –
3: I, I think you have done this before Ron. Yes. I have.
1: Ahead. I have uh I do believe there's a young lady, you know, I, I I don't know if she's a protege or or what or uh student, uh her name is Ginny May.
3: Yeah, a good friend of mine, Jenny May. Oh, who she was is. wonderful. So she was I'm sure she represented it well to you.
1: She did mm-hmm. very well. I mean, uh we uh she uh uh, demonstrated it for my paranormal study group, which I hold at circles once a month, and uh, yeah, it was pretty interesting. And and then it, the interesting thing about it, Teresa is we did this uh, investigation at the Rose Island Lighthouse in Rhode Island, mm-hmm. and I brought the uh, my knowledge of yeah, just that one class uh, with me to the lighthouse, and we tried uh, table tipping, and we got some pretty. Darn good results, it was, on a, it was on a small table. But uh, later on at night, about I think early morning, uh, we went upstairs into the keeper's uh, place where I was staying, and they had a huge table. It was about five and a half feet. Uh, oh wow! Very yeah, uh, oak, very thick, probably two inch or more. Probably more than that. Probably three to four inch thick oak table, double pedestal. And we had seven gentlemen and, who have n- never did it before. And we put our hands on top of the table, and for about 45 minutes, we managed to get that thing going. It was spinning, twisting, turning, and finally jumped right at the end off the floor and crashed down. And it's simply amazing because when I went to move the table back in position, all the joints were totally loosened on the thing <laughs> because it had moved so much.
3: It, it got quite a workout, huh uh-huh. That's
1: so see what, of, see what a little bit see what a little bit of knowledge does. It,
3: it can be dangerous. <laughs> yeah, Especially, I have a table that um it's been repeated now three times. The leg oh. has broken off because it does get quite a workout. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it can get going pretty good.
1: And and actually we we highlighted your book in our last newsletter and Rec wrote a book review on it, and she gave you a good review.
3: Oh, I'm very glad to hear Mm. that. I appreciate that. Thank you. (laughs) So maybe we should explain a little bit about what table tipping is for those who are listening who might not be familiar with it. That's a great idea. Absolutely. Okay. Um, Well, table tipping it, table Tipping 101. It, table Tipping is a form of spirit communication. It's a way to connect and communicate with those in the spirit world. There are said to be two types of, of um, mediumship. One is mental mediumship, and that's uh, what most people are familiar with. That's if you watch John Edwards on TV or Lisa Williams, Jane von Prague. They're communicating with spirit and receiving information in whatever way they do, whether it's hearing or seeing or sensing, and they're relaying that information to the audience or the client. The other form of mediumship is physical mediumship, and that's um, where table tipping falls in. In in physical mediumship, spirit uses a actual physical object to facilitate the communication. So... Um, for me, you know, I think it enjoys an advantage of everyone present being able to participate in interactively in that communication.
1: Oh, it's true. That's true. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I think I think it's great for people who,
2: you know, maybe it's their first their first foray, you know, into mm-hmm. an investigation, or you know, when maybe they don't feel like. You know, they're familiar with the equipment, they're familiar with the procedures, but this is something that everybody can do. So,
3: yes, and, they can partake. and what I find too, and there's lots of different forms of, of the physical mediumship, but table tipping, I find especially, is very conducive to um, giving a feel for that spirit's energy, personality, and even emotional state
2: mm.
3: through the conduit of the table.
1: That makes sense. All right.
3: And so can I ask,
1: what's the difference between, for instance, table tipping and table knocking?
3: Well, I mean, I think they're used in very similar ways. Table knocking, um, you'll get knocks in the table. Mm -hmm. And you'll sometimes have that with the tipping as well, table tipping the legs of the table are actually lifting up and down. Usually you use a three-legged pedestal table, around round um, pedestal table. So mm-hmm. as it lifts, one leg is or two legs are staying on the floor, and then the other leg is lifting up, so it's tapping or tipping. Mm-hmm. So as it does that, uh, you can ask questions and... The table, or the spirits will use the table to tap out, say, along with the alphabet. So one tap for A, two taps for B, three taps for C. And in that manner, they can use it to tap out um, answers to questions or whole messages for somebody. Wow. That's a lot of taps. It can be a lot of taps, yeah. But oftentimes, and oftentimes, the the, two—the physical mediumship and the mental mediumship—go hand in hand. So um, you find the more you do it, the more those channels of mental mediumship can open up. So a lot of times, you start to get a picture in your head or a sense of what that spirit is trying to say. someone might feel, you know, in their own bodies, maybe what that spirit passed from or um was suffering from when they passed. And what happens a lot of times too, and not only can can I be aware of it, but everyone at the table becomes aware of it is we get smells in the room. Mm. So if that spirit had a, a favorite perfume or um, they like to cook a lot, they always bake uh, brownies or something like that, we, we'll get those smells in the room. So it's, it's a wonderful validation uh, for people that love that spirit coming through.
1: Now, is, when, when the spirit does come to the table, is it there for a specific person, or is it just there for general information?
3: Usually it's there for a specific person. Um, when the table first, of course, first we do, we always do a meditation. We always put protection in place. And so I think that's an important thing to let Absolutely. people know. It's always done in protected space with good intention. Um, it's not done in the dark, uh, you know, in the middle of the night, on a full moon, or anything like that. We have the light on. <laughs> Perfectly safe. Mm -hmm. So once um, we do that and we invite spirits to come through and they start the table moving, we'll ask who they're there for. And so they'll tap out the first letter of the person's name sitting at the table. So they'll identify who they're there for. And then once we know that, we'll ask the spirit who they are. And in that same way, they'll tap out their name. So it could be a loved one who's passed. It could be um, a relative who may have passed when they were very young or even before they were born, but they're still around them, watching over them. We've had pets come through, uh, lots of spirit guides. Everyone has a whole team of spirit guides that help them in various ways. So sometimes spirit guides will come through, even uh, angels, guardian angels, angels. I'd say it's like Forrest Gump in a box of chocolates. We never know what we're going to get so <laughs> we're there. So, so anything great. can happen.
2: I'd like to think there's a team out there looking after me. I think that's awesome.
1: Yeah, that yeah well, nice. you need a whole team, trust me.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some more than others, right? <laughs> Oh well, that's great. And ultimately, that's it. It's the comfort that it brings to somebody, mm-hmm. and um, it's the healing that it can bring. Right. Right.
1: Now, Ann, you actually uh, had an experience with Table uh, tipping down at the Lizzie Borden house, didn't you?
2: Well, yeah. Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, that was a good answer. <laughs> I did.
2: No, I I did. and um, And my dad came through, which, you know, here we are at the Lizzie Borden house, and you know we think we're getting Mr. Borden. <laughs> um, and for me, yeah, you know, for me, I it, it, I didn't expect it. I didn't expect mm-hmm. that at all. And you know, I um, so she kind of took me off guard, you know, when the psychic said to me, you know, your father says you need to slow down when you drive. <laughs> <laughs> so that that was really funny. Yeah, I can but, attest to that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ron I think Ron's fingerprints are still in the dashboard of my car, but um <laughs> anyways, so yes, I did. I definitely did have that experience. And it was a very little teeny table, you know, and there were um I think four of us seated at it, five of us. So yeah. You never know who's gonna pop in.
1: So, Definitely. so Teresa, how, how did you get involved in table tipping to start with?
3: Well, I've probably been practicing it about, um, I would say, five or six years now, and for a long time I sat with a, a group, like a spiritual development group circle, and one of the women in that group had been to a table tipping somewhere down the Cape, and I'm not even sure where it was, but... She took it back to, um, introduced it to me, and it was something I was just very drawn to right away. I I just really took to it, and after that first experience, I just started practicing it and fine-tuning techniques that that were comfortable for me and that worked for me, reading what I could about it. Uh, There wasn't a lot out there, hence the book, um but yeah I just kind of ran with it from there. And now I it, it's a big part of my work.
1: Mhm. Wow. So, I mean, you actually teach it now, so you the student is now the master. <laughs> so I, mean, I do
3: I do open workshops that people can attend and they can sit at the table with others. I do also all day table training workshops for those people who want to learn to lead their own sessions in their own groups and which someone can certainly do without doing a training, but I think a lot of people. Um, you know, it's, it's comfortable for them to take it in that format. Mm-hmm. And we go through all the steps, and they get to practice, and they get to meet their table guide who's going to help them and all that. Mm. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, it's very cool. It's always a lot of fun.
1: So when you start doing it, do, do you have the same table guide? Does it follow you from place to place?
3: Oh, that's a good question. No, it can change. Um, when I first started, I had one table guide. which was actually my grandfather had come through and said he was going to, to help me in the work. Mm-hmm. And then that changed a um, little bit in, and then it changed yet again. So I'm on my third table guide now. Wow. And, <laughs> I don't know what makes them decide so, to, to swap out. Maybe they have to go do something else. I don't know, but it can <laughs> And I've even heard of, of other people... Having a different table guide depending on what table they use too. Really? Yeah, I always seem to have the same guide no matter what table I use, but um, yeah, it can change.
1: Hmm. Well, that's interesting. well, that's that's an interesting thing. Now, when when you select a table, can you use just any t- any table, or or uh, or is it like kind of like a pendulum that calls out to you? I
2: was just going to ask that, Ron. <laughs>
3: You know, I I think there is something to it that that, that a table does kind of uh, call out to you. And that sounds a little bit crazy, but Not really. they're invited. It <laughs> almost seems like they are invited with a certain energy. Now, I know people who have brought, bought brand-new tables, and that's certainly fine. You're kind of starting with a clean slate, and you're putting your own energy into it. Mm-hmm. They, but most people, um, and myself included, I'm I'm partial to antiques, and so I like old furniture. Yeah, and me too. I'm always on the lookout for for old tipping mm. tables, and I think a lot of times the table will find you too. So people tell me all kinds of neat stories how they, they were led to to the table that they use. Mm. So,
2: kind of like a, almost like a pendulum. If you're going to choose a pendulum, they said they always say yeah,
3: exactly. it, it kind of comes exactly. to you.
2: And, mm. um,
3: we yeah, have and a, they say as soon as they put their hand on it, they just felt something in there. You know, they uh, felt kind of a, a, a resonation in there. Mm-hmm.
2: We have a question in chat room. Um, Ghost Girls would like to know, has evil or negative energy ever come through?
3: I can say 100% unequivocally no. Oh. Never had it happen. Nope. Wow. Um, of course, you,
1: you do do protection uh, when you... Always. Yes.
3: Yes. Mm. In the light, from the light, with the light. And it, it's my feeling that um, when you work in the light and you come from that place, that's what you're going to attract. Light attracts light. Ah. So mm-hmm. we put that protection in place, and I've never had anything remotely negative happen. Oh, that's good. Yes. Um,
2: and Steve and Scott would like to know: um, Have you ever had a total skeptic attend a workshop who, having seen it work, was just turned around in their attitude?
3: Well, I have had people come in. Um, I don't know, you know, total skeptic. I, I hope I, I think they're at least open to being there, so they're <clears> open <throat> on some level. Right. But I've had people come in and say. You know, oh, I told so-and-so I was coming here, and they said you put strings on the table. And they get down, and they look under the table. And <laughs> they try to see if there are strings there. Um, they try to see, you know, is there something attached to it. And hmm. But I, I don't get hung up on that. It doesn't bother me. It, it's going to be there for a reason, obviously. They're supposed to get something from it. Okay. And most times they do and a message comes through where they make a connection with somebody and they, they get something that's so validating that they know that it can only be from spirit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it, it's, it's strengthened a lot of people's faith.
1: An interesting thing too is is it's so funny that I have you on the show is because recently I have beginning to uh, I like to explore all avenues of the paranormal and I'm tr- actually put it on my Facebook page if there were any physical mediums out there and f- from judging from your page you are a physical medium. Are you teach
3: physical mediumship? <laughs> This is funny, Ron, because I was just thinking about this, and you know, because I guess I just I don't think of myself in that way. But yeah, I guess so. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
1: It's it's a lost thought, really,
3: as a. a... Go ahead, Ron. Sorry.
1: It's it's definitely a lost thought, and and I put that out there, and I have like I don't know three thousand people on my Facebook page, and not one responded to it because. I don't know anyone until I met you, and you know. And this is the first night, and I find that so bizarre. So yeah, I mean, you, you, I, I was looking at you, thinking you talk about all the really the, the cool stuff. I was interested in learning about, which is uh, the table tipping, the trumpet. The trumpet, oh, my God, I didn't think anyone did that anymore. Planchette writing, automatic writing, trancing. I mean, that, that's all the really cool stuff. And uh, I, so, I uh, you know, judging from that, if you teach it, then you must be a physical medium.
3: Well, I guess that goes to follow. But I don't feel, you know, I'm not by no means, and I say this, to, I'm by no means an expert. And I'm always learning stuff, too, and it, right. it's more, you know, let's explore together and let's, See what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, table tipping is probably my uh, what I feel my strongest suit. Um, right. I do like doing the writing very much too. Um, but all this was very popular mid to late 1800s. Right. And uh, you had a lot of physical mediums back then. Mm-hmm.
1: But the only problem back uh, then is there was a lot of <laughs> fraud involved in it. That's why in it's that's always exactly I, I had this bad bad rap on it, you know, it, it, it's, it's killer, I mean, and, and when, I, when I give my presentation on the paranormal I always bring this up because, you know, if you go back all the way through the history even to, like, the Delphi, I mean, the kings used to pay off the oracle to, to get what they wanted, I mean, it, it's a shame, but we, but we have to understand that we are humans, and humans are frail, and we are susceptible to the, the dark side, if you want to say it so, but it doesn't necessarily mean what they but did always. was was fake or anything, right? right. And,
3: and, and actually, at that time, Harry Houdini was one of the biggest skeptics. And, of course, oh, yes. what he did in his act was all right. smoke and mirrors and tricks. So mm-hmm. it was his feeling that if that's what he did, that's what that's what all mediums were doing, that there were right. no legitimate mediums. And um, he set out to, to disprove everybody. And it really gave um, mediumship in general a really... Bad name, Mm. and of course the the physical phenomena was more prone to be, more opportunity to be faked. So it did fall out of favor for a long time, Mm. and it still um, bears that, uh, you know, that, that connotation. Right. So, but I think that it's it's starting to come back in to favor. I think people like. Um, the participation and uh, the show me—you know—it's something tangible that they can That's see true. And feel, and, and partake in.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: So you I mean, know, you know what's—it's
1: all uh, Go ahead, go ahead.
3: I was just going to say, when I first started doing the table tipping, I was doing like one workshop a month, and now um, I'm doing at least three. For a month, I have other friends who are doing their own every month, so it's it's just growing and growing. Wow!
1: And I, what I was going to say is that you know we do all these different events, and we do ghost hunt events and. And, and And part of it, we use all we have the scientific equipment and the EMF meters and all the gadgets and stuff, and then we also use the old spiritual ways as well, uh, including glass swirling and uh, dowsing and, and others. And you know what's really funny is that those old ways, the people are more impressed and, and come home with a little bit more than all electronic gadgets. I agree, yeah, yeah. And, yep. and
3: they're saying, "Hey, maybe I can do this."
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I totally agree with that. I think people, because because they're a part of it, it's it's yeah. more than just standing there with a little thing in your, little little meter in your hand that's going boop, 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 boop. Teresa, you know.
1: you're not going to believe us, but we've run out of time.
3: <sighs> that went quick. Wow.
1: I know. Do you want to hang on for a couple minutes after the break and we can finish up? Oh,
3: sure. That'd be fine.
1: Well, we just take the break and then we'll finish up when you come back, all right?
3: Okay. Thank you
1: Thank you so much. You are listening to Ghost Chronicles, Next Generation, with the blonde bombshell in Carrigan, and New England's own Van Helsink, Ron Kolak, right here on TojiNet, Ghost Channel, Pararex, and beyond. We'll be right back with the following messages.
0: Welcome to TojiNet.
2: And welcome back to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ron and Ann and our special guest this evening, Teresa Lally. We're talking about table tipping.
1: Right, and if anybody wants to uh, ask a question because we got to wrap up the segment, uh, they can go into the TojiNet chat room or where else?
2: Hop on Ghost Chronicles Dash Next Generation, and just put the just put the question right on our page because I monitor monitor it all night.
1: Right. And all you can call eight seven seven eight six four four eight six nine. So we've been talking with Teresa Lally, and Jesus, uh, it was so much so oh, that just blew right by. Um, it did. Thank you for. St- it
3: went really fast.
1: Yeah. So I, I do want you once again. Your your website is TeresaLally.com, dot com, I believe. It's uh,
3: teresa lallycom dot com. Gotta get that. Okay.
1: Oh, I forgot about that. Sorry. I, I apologize.
3: And I have a calendar on there. It'll show all the upcoming workshops and events. And if people want to read a little bit more, it's a good place to do that.
1: Right. And you have a new book that's uh, out now, and uh, it's called?
3: It's called Table Tipping for Beginners, A Time-Honored Way to Talk to Spirits. That was just published a couple of months ago through Lou Ellen Worldwide. And it's available on Amazon.com. Um, it's available through Lou Ellen's website, and I think Bar- most Barnes & Noble uh, here have it, too. Not Borders. And, of course, Service <laughs> of Wisdom will be having them in stock for the workshop on the 5th.
1: They're already there, because I, I was looking at one the other okay. day, and... It- and once again, we, we gave, uh, Karen uh, Ruck, who does our book reviews for us, uh, gave it a great review. So uh, it's a good read. Pick it up and uh, come into Circles on June 5th and sign up for the workshop there, and you'll learn a, a lot about tabletop, and you'll come home with really something cool. Okay. So anything else you'd like to add, Teresa?
3: Well, I think um, that's a good introduction. We could go on and on, but for now... <laughs> Mm-hmm. I just want to thank you very much for having me on, Ron. I really appreciate it.
1: Oh, it's our pleasure. And and you know what? We if if you have the time, I would love to have you back on again. I'd like yeah. to talk a little bit more about these um, other forms of physical mediumship, like the planchet writing and the uh, uh, trumpet. The trumpet is, is is really intriguing me. You really got my I, yes. I keep
2: wanting to ask about the trumpet. Can, hmm. can you explain at, the trumpet at, to me before she leaves?
1: Yep.
3: You want trumpet real quick?
2: <laughs> what? A, yeah. Yes.
3: Trump, tr- Spirit trumpet is uh, it looks like a megaphone, and it's made out of uh, like a sheet metal or tin, mm-hmm. and they come in different sizes too. So you can have kind of ones that are only a foot and a half or two feet, all the way to. They kind of fold in on themselves, and they're three feet tall when you unfold them on the floor wow. and ultimately, what you want to happen or the kind of the goal of a spirit uh trumpet seance is that the spirits use the inside of the trumpet as a dark room to manifest their voice inside, so the voice of the spirit will come through the trumpet. And that takes a long, long time to do. There is a man, his name is John Lilak, L-I-L-E-K, and he does a lot of spirit trumpet. I was um, fortunate to meet him down in Onset, at Onset Spiritualist Church, and he mm-hmm. had tape recordings of trumpet seances that he had done. And, it, it's yeah, it's pretty wild because everybody there can hear the, the voice of the spirit in the room.
1: That's, oh, that is really, really that's cool. That's amazing.
3: So you actually,
2: you set it up like so that the big end, you know, it's like a teepee, right? Is that, yeah. Am I exactly. visualizing that right? Exactly, yeah. Oh, okay. And <laughs> so you hear stuff out of the little small end, like usually like you'd yell into. Okay.
3: Yeah, it'll come out from the big end of the trumpet, actually. The trumpet. Will lift in the air. Oh, oh, uh, no. we
1: gotta, we gotta find some <laughs> more about this. Good We've gotta. See.
3: Goodness. Yeah, we'll it. talk later. <laughs> wow.
1: All right. So we want to thank you so much, Teresa. Teresa Lally's been with us. Uh, she's coming up here to Andover. You can check out her full schedule on her website, which is on our uh, Facebook page, or uh, you can go. Uh, I imagine they can Google your name too, and it'll it'll show up as well, right?
3: Yes, let you do it.
1: Okay, well, Teresa, thank you so much for spending some time with us. We really do appreciate it, and, and you were thank a fantastic guest. I just, I
3: have a good night. Very good.
1: Bye,
3: bye, Teresa.
1: Bye, bye. Wow, that went quicker.
2: Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Boom, over. Wow. Wow. Well, you know what? We're gonna we'll have her back, and, and we're gonna look a little bit more into this uh, trumpet stuff. I mean, it's it's so amazing because I was just just talking to uh, Karen Ruck uh, about um, physical mediumship, and I had just put on my Facebook page that I was looking for a physical medium, and oh, what do you know, I run into one. Mm. That, that is really funny. Mm. Coincidence? Mm, I, I think, think not. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, uh, it's time for another one of my favorite episodes of Beyond Bizarre from Ooh. my girl, Paula Ventura.
3: Cave Inn The Oregon Cave Chateau, built in 1934, is home to the legend of a poltergeist. The innkeepers say that a woman named Elizabeth killed herself sometime after 1937 and now haunts the third floor of the inn. Employees say that it is not unusual for neatly folded laundry to become inexplicably unfolded, faucets to turn on and off on their own, and the grand piano in the lobby to play itself. Should you wish to visit or dare to stay the night, rooms 309 and 310 are reported to be the most haunted. You can find the Oregon Cave Chateau and the Oregon Caves National Park off of Highway 46 near Cape Junction in southwest Oregon. A freaky fact from Beyond Bizarre, available wherever books are sold. So if
2: we go there, they'll mess up our
1: laundry? (laughs) <laughs> um not mine. Mine's already messed up. You can't mess up what's already messed, right? Maybe they'll fold it. Ah, That's I'll true. Reverse, yeah, maybe reverse psychology. Think it'll work? No.
2: <laughs> oh my goodness.
1: I don't know. Yeah. But anyways, uh that was pretty cool. I really do want to learn a little bit more about physical mediumship. So there you go. Uh, so anyways. We just got back from a whirlwind tour of a night of New York. Can yes, we, we say, did. Can we yes. say that? <laughs> sure. Why not And it was like a five-hour drive, and for you on the way home, about a ten-hour drive. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, it turned into a ten-hour drive when I got to Boston,
1: but it's okay.
2: Yeah. It's okay, because I got to spend all that time with you, Ron.
1: And that's the interesting thing—you're still speaking with me too. I mean, I, I find that really bizarre. It is amazing, maybe, isn't maybe it? Maybe I'll have Val a look at that one.
2: I thought maybe I was going to, you know, throw you out as as we were on the highway, but nah. I decided I'd keep you in there.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> it's just too entertaining. Yeah, that must be it. So, I mean, we really had a fantastic time there, you and I, right?
2: We did, we did. And Karen and Leslie, everybody, Jerry and Brian Gray. Our host at Collinwood. Oh, we
1: can't say enough about them. They, they were uh, awesome.
2: Host, hostesses with the host and hostesses with the most. With the most. They, they were great. Yep. Just um, anything you needed, uh, you know, right there. The place was immaculate.
1: Uh, um, in right, the attic. Places, all the places I've stayed in, and I've stayed in a lot of places, historic yes. buildings and everything else, that was one of the nicest and well kept Most well-decorated, all the antiques, really great stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, it really was uh, really cool. Yeah. And we got to visit and finally meet our good friends, and I'm going to say good friends from Canada, Cat and Rat.
2: Yeah. He's not Rat.
1: No. Oh,
2: my goodness. Raphael.
1: I thought he was an archangel or something, Raphael.
2: (laughs) Yes, we met, um, and Kat and her daughter, Lily, are in the chat room right now. Oh, and, hi, girls. Uh, yeah, Lily's not usually there, but hi, Lily. We're going to say hi, Lily, tonight, and I hope... I, uh, I
1: think she's, she's hoping I, I'm going to play It's a Cat Flushing our Toilet. It's oh, a cat. no. Cat Flushing the Toilet, it's cat. Please cat Flushing the Toilet, it's a cat. Flushing the Toilet. Oh, my God. I, no?
2: I heard that all weekend.
1: Yeah, I know. Why does that
2: keep coming up?
1: <laughs> I don't know. It's like, it's like the d- double bathtub thing. Uh, yeah.
2: Oh, no. We're not going with the double bath. We're not going to talk about that. We're not. Okay.
1: Nope. Right. <clears throat> so let's talk about about the uh, amazing stay there. I mean, uh, we did a little book signing and then I did a little investigation, a uh, public investigation after, which was pretty cool. And, uh, 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 you know, it was neat. Uh, Leslie picked up on a lot of different spirits there and... Mm-hmm. Uh, but what she didn't know, and, and in fact, uh, Karen and Leslie left the, the day uh, earlier than we did. But yeah, what they didn't nice. realize is, is about uh, uh, Elizabeth, and who was dogging me the whole time there. Who was dogging but
2: you the whole time? Oh, yes, she was. Yes. yes, she was. I think it, it must have been her. It happened. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah. Well, is, we, I mean, the, we, the room I was in... Uh, was the room she died in?
3: Mhm. Mhm. Well, it, there were a couple other
2: people who died in there too, right?
1: Yeah, but they were men.
2: Yeah. Well, maybe they wanted to show you the door.
1: No, no, no. no. <laughs> it was definitely, it was definitely feminine energy. I could smell the perfume and everything. Was, oh well. I, guys yeah. wear perfume, I, of course nowadays, but that was back then. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> it, it was like every time I would come in from somewhere, I would say, and. <laughs> <laughs> call you call you into my bedroom, and He's there was bellowing. the the jacuzzi door open. Open.
2: What? At three times. <laughs> the first time, the first time we had all just come in was it when we came in from the cemetery? Yep. We had all been out, no one in the house all day, and uh, you know we all dragged ourselves up the stairs to our rooms because we were exhausted and hot. And sweaty, Ron gets the door of his room and he goes Aah! I'm like, Aah! Aah! Okay. I'm running over, lights on, doors open to the jacuzzi room. Yep. And then, did it happen again that night?
1: Yep. Because we went down, I believe it. We we were out in the porch there, uh, sloshing down something and eating pizza. And...
2: <laughs> it, I was I was drinking my wine. Uh-huh, Cat, uh-huh. And Cat and Raf.
1: Cat and Raf. gave us, yes. right.
2: And they they very sweetly brought me a lovely bottle of Phantom wine, which was awesome. Mm. It's almost gone now. Yeah, I don't doubt it. <laughs> Matter of fact, I think I'm finishing the last of it. There you go. Uh, so thank you.
1: Any, <laughs> anyways, beautiful. so but, after, after we came up, it was the same thing to do. It was open. And then the next day, I think, uh, just before we left, it was open. And... And Uh, I was been told uh, by Brian that after we left, they went upstairs and the door was open again.
2: Ah my God.
1: As well as the cellar doors, I mean, the attic door as well. The attic door.
2: Yeah, Mm. yeah. That's, uh, see what you did? Mm. Look what you did? You stirred the pot.
1: And, you know, the interesting thing is when, after you dragged me back from the cemetery, uh, <laughs> dragged my carcass upstairs and threw me. <laughs> and I laid on the bed, and I rested my eyes, and and then yeah. I woken them up, and there was a dark figure standing at the end of the bed, uh, which was really interesting. And, and the more I thought about it, I kept looking and, and playing it back over and over again. Now I really have the feeling that that was the husband of Elizabeth.
2: Uh-huh.
1: So he was a little jealous that she. Maybe, had a, yeah, like,
2: you know, maybe mm-hmm. she was kind of inviting you. Mm-mm. And he didn't like that. Uh huh. Uh
1: huh. Ah. But it, it was a cool thing. I mean, it, it, we uh, we made contact in the the basement using uh, a different. Things and it was interesting. And mm-hmm. Leslie kept picking up on a spirit that she thought was attached to one of the, uh, the tr- uh, ant- antiques down there. That, okay. Yeah, she wasn't, it was a couple of things. But, mm-hmm. anyways, it, it was really a, a nice time. And then at the very end of the night, the seance. Yes. Yeah. Which was really interesting. It,
2: uh, yeah. The seance. Do you know, I've never, I mean, I, I've had that little seance that we did at, um, Well, it wasn't really a séance so much at Lizzie Borden as it was the table tipping, but that was really my first full blown séance. Really? Yep.
1: You weren't at the Hooten Mansion with Leslie and Leslie led it. Nope. Oh, I was
2: not. Karen weren't it? Yep, I was not. And so I, I thought it was really exciting. And um, anybody that knows me knows I really don't go anywhere without my video camera. Any investigation, that's what I have in my right hand. So,
1: what oh, was that what that is? I thought it was a glass of wine.
2: Yeah, besides <laughs> the wine. <laughs> but so, I mean, I, I really did. I taped everything, and, uh, I, yeah, I have a lot of footage to go through. But, um, yeah, we had um, numerous people coming in uh, kind of through Brian,
1: Right. See, that was the interesting thing, because we were thrown for a little loop there. Yeah. Uh, they uh, Jerry sat down and and led the guests in right. a seance in, in, the, in the parlor, and, and that was one of the rooms I really felt a lot of energy when I first walked into the house. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Jerry was on the table, and, and, and actually Brian was sitting in a chair by the clock, and they were making contact, and then all of a sudden we heard this heavy breathing, and then... Brian actually began trans-channeling a uh, right. spirit.
2: Right. At first I thought he fell asleep, and I'm like, oh, my God, we've lost him.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, that was Kat after the end of the night. was I, I, put, I actually posted her a picture of sleeping on the uh, uh, oh, really? Facebook page. Oh, yeah. I didn't get that far yeah, yeah. yet. At <laughs> the end of the night, I bored the hell out of her. She fell asleep.
2: <laughs> oh, poor Cat, She was so tired. Yeah. But, um, yeah. yeah the, the thing with Brian, I was like, whoa, <laughs> where did that come from?
1: Right, because it caught us totally off guard. Yeah, yeah. And, of course, I had that stupid uh, laser grid, uh, and I had that thing up there, and I had it on my shoulder. I was trying to steady that damn thing, mm-hmm. and I just couldn't do it. And <laughs> It was it was making people nauseous. <laughs> so anyways, we killed that out <laughs> quickly. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was interesting because he actually trans-channeled, I believe, uh, uh, two or three different spirits. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well,
2: there was one that was just kind of there, but never really said anything. He, we didn't know what he was doing. And Leslie right. told him, no, you told him to move on.
1: He wouldn't yeah, have yeah, anything you know, to say. You know me, I get impatient.
2: Move on. So, uh, yeah,
1: yeah. So that, that the was road. funny, and
2: he did. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that was really interesting. And, and so what we, we also found out is that I like a lot of the houses. The the energy wanes later into the night, which was interesting because when I we first arrived there, the the energy is really strong. I felt it really strong in in the dining room by the clock, in the living room by that portrait of that freaky woman there, and mm-hmm. to the mirror right in that whole section there, and then also on like one of the landings of the stairs, it was very strong as well. Right, uh, but. Uh, after that, I mean, the, during the investigation, was was pretty good. But as we got later and later, it waned away. I mean, because you and I and Leslie and, and uh, Karen went into the servant's room late at night. It was really late after everybody had gone to bed. Right. And it, yeah. it was like, eh, nothing here.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the spirits were pooped. They were as pooped as we were, I think. I know I
1: was. <laughs> Especially after the next day.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And what about it, the uh, what yeah, about the, the glass swirling?
1: Experience? Oh, the glass
2: swirling. The glass swirling. That right. was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. Well, we did the the glass swirling, and when we were all we it finished squeaked. the seance, and everybody was like
1: talking about it. You don't like talking about it. <laughs> that squeaky thing! Oh my God!
3: That oh well, yeah. Gl- the,
1: glass on glass.
3: It was like uh, oh.
1: Yeah. But.
2: uh... So everybody left all their meters and everything um, during the seance, you know, their EMS meters, and we had, like, we had K2s, and we had the cell sensors, and um, everybody just left them on, you know, right. and they were just or, sitting and, on the table. in the other room. Yeah, so everybody got up from the table after the seance, and we went across the hall to mm-hmm. do the glass swirling. Right. And we're over there doing, everybody was in there. There was nobody in the seance room.
1: Nope.
2: And All of a sudden, all the meters started going haywire. That was that to me. That I was like, "Holy crap, what is going on?" And then Leslie said, "I feel a really strong male energy coming in," and they just went off for what, like five minutes?
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't don't even know. Yeah, Leslie picked right up on that as another energy coming into the room. Yeah, it was really. And and, and talking to Brian afterwards uh, the next morning. While you were uh, in your jacuzzi, uh, <laughs> you know it. <laughs> he, he told me that uh, you can always feel this. Uh, I forget who it is. Which was, yeah, I think it's Mister Farnham. It's, I could yeah, always sure. feel him when he comes in because it's it's really strong. It's a very strong oh, right. male energy. Yes, he said Mister Farnham. He calls him Mister F. Yeah, Mister F, right? Mister F, yeah. But yeah, anyway,
2: was, that was crazy, and all the meters just. Um, and then, you know, like when the energy was gone, the meters just no lingering little beeps, boops, bops, silent all at once at the same time. They came in at the same time, gone at the same time. So I just thought that was very cool.
1: Yeah. I mean, it was pretty cool because uh, when I used to work with uh, Marley and she was able to do that, she would tell me when the spirit was here. Mm-hmm. And, and when it left, the meters would all go dead. Yep. So. So to speak. Anyways, I, I know we're heading out of the show, and and I know someone worked really hard to give us a new cemetery tripping. Yes, so, being dead. So I think I better play this before I am dead. Thank you. So anyways, uh, here's another edition of Ian Carrigan's famous Cemetery Tripping.
4: Welcome to Cemetery Tripping, where each week I will feature a different cemetery that I hope you will seek out and enjoy as much as I do. You can see my pictures on Facebook by doing a search for Cemetery Tripping or following the link from the Ghost Chronicles Next Generation page. Today I would like to share with you a cemetery from Bucksport, Maine, appropriately named Buck Cemetery. This is a small family cemetery that would be fairly nondescript if not for the notoriety of one monument erected there, namely that of Colonel Jonathan Buck. He was born in Haverhill, Mass in 1716 and founded the town of Bucksport in 1762. His family erected the large monument, which stands at the front of the cemetery facing the main road, approximately 60 years after his death. Mysteriously, an outline of what looks like a leg and a foot appeared on the face of the monument. Although an honorable leader of the community, who was key in the development of local industry, somehow a legend sprung up regarding the odd stain. The legend goes that Colonel Buck condemned a woman as a witch and sentenced her to death by burning. As the sentence was being carried out, supposedly the witch cursed him and said, So long shall my curse be upon thee, and my sign upon thy tombstone. As she burned, her leg rolled out of the fire, and her deformed son, who was rejected by the community, grabbed it, further insulted the colonel, and ran off into the woods, never to be seen again. It is also said that attempts to remove the stain from the stone were futile, So they ripped it down and erected a second stone, only to have the stain reappear. No one really knows how this tale came about, but it is quite a story. And to this day, the cemetery is a tourist attraction in the town of Bucksport. However, it only takes a small amount of logic and application of history to poke quite a few holes in it. The era of colonial witchcraft and the infamous Massachusetts trials were over long before Jonathan Buck was even born. There is no record of anyone being burned, or otherwise executed, for witchcraft in the state of Maine. In addition, this is the original stone, not a replacement. Stone cutters say this kind of stain is common after long exposure, but can be removed by repolishing and buffing the stone. However, when it is exposed to air, the surface will eventually oxidize, and the stain will reappear. Due to the tourist attraction, the cemetery is surrounded by a wrought iron fence with ornamental spikes on the top, perfect to deter a cemetery tripper like me from entering the site. And believe me, I tried. But it is a lovely historical site that deserves a stop if you are ever visiting the Bucksport area. There is also an awesome Fort Knox right across the river from the cemetery, into which you can gain entry without injury. Okay. My goodness. I faded out rather quickly
1: there. <laughs> did you have a lead out? Uh huh. Uh huh.
2: I had a lead in, really cool lead in, and a
1: lead out. Well, you're going to have to send Eric a little letter.
2: Yeah, I forgot to do that
1: ahead of time. But mm-hmm. I, that. I, I did mention it though.
2: Ah, uh, well, thank you. Well,
1: anyway, so that was Bucksport Cemetery, and yeah. you really went there, and it was was it I really did. cool? Did, it, I mean, did. Did you do dowsing by the grave? And
2: No, I couldn't get <laughs> the, the freaking fence around it with the spikes yeah. on the top. You should have seen me. I was mad as hell, and it was raining. <laughs> and, uh, you know, my husband wanted to hit the road because we were on the motorcycle. And uh, I'm like, no, I need to get in the cemetery. And I could see if I walked around. If I walked down the street a little ways, and you can cut through. There's like a property, the property next door. You can get in from the other side.
3: But, really?
2: um Yeah. Yeah, that and idea got shot down, but I was really furious that I could not get in there.
1: <laughs> what do you mean that idea got shot down?
2: Um, yeah, somebody shot it down. <laughs> okay. <laughs> somebody shot it down. Um, Say no more. <laughs> but you know what? Uh, yeah, if you're ever up there and... Um, Fort Knox is like there's there's a really cool bridge, you know, go over the uh, the river to Fort Knox because mm-hmm. that is a very cool place, my friends. So you want to go there? Because you can't
1: really get in the cemetery. <laughs> so. I there's always a way.
2: But yeah, yeah, I would have found a way if I was there by myself. Yeah, I would have been mm-hmm.
1: in there. Well, you certainly went, went into ticket. that ab- abandoned chapel at uh, Overwood. Oh. That was great.
2: Yeah, there was this old band. we pull into the cemetery into Syracuse. uh, I mean, it's Oakwood Cemetery in Syracuse. And I just heard the pizza from the the dead bell. Did you hear that? Okay. Yeah, the pizza scene, I know. So we pull in, we park the car, and we're like, oh, look at that old. It's like all graffitied. It's falling apart. Everything's boarded up. So naturally, we all run there first. Of course. Of course. And the door was really... Rather slipshod, uh, covered, you know. So, you know, we just kind of walked up to it and pulled back the board and walked inside.
1: Yes, we did. <laughs> it was great. There were ho- there were holes in the floor. You had to really be careful. Oh
2: yeah.
1: It, yeah. It, it was such a shame. I mean, that whole cemetery and and you know, I, I really irritates me, and I know it irritates the hell out of you. Yes, it does. The, the amount of vandalism that occurred, and I mean, you put posted a photo of me like sitting on an obelisk down there, and how many headless statues did uh, we see?
2: Way too many headless statues. I was very <laughs> annoyed. Uh, and and all the old mausoleums had the doors were totally cinder-blocked, cemented, shut. You could not see in. So that really, really got me. So
1: Right. So if you guys want to see some of the pictures uh, that I took, you can go to my Facebook page, which is Ronald Kolick, and um, I'd say like me, but you don't even have to do that. You just uh, <laughs> go on it, and uh, there are photos there. And uh, also... also- Cemetery Tripping. Can I Go finish?
2: C- I have all mine on Cemetery Tripping. And mine are better than yours.
1: Oh s- will bite me. Uh, <laughs> I looked at yours. Uh, eh. yours so, anyways, uh, you can also uh, see some of the photographs we took from the uh, Collinwood Inn on my page as well.
2: <clears throat> La-di-da. I haven't had time to put mine up yet. But, anyways, they'll be there. Yeah. So go so, see him, everybody go see him
1: we Yeah, go ball. see him. Either end site, my site, cemetery tripping site Ghost Chronicles, next generation site Whatever
2: <laughs> Well, another show done
1: Yeah, uh, we got to look more into that physical mediumship That's going to be pretty cool And don't forget about Spirit Quest This summer, July uh, 27th through the 29th uh, uh, Three day event Yes yeah. So, well, good go night
2: Good night
0: Thanks for listening. From ghoulies to ghosting.